Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. There's no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. The author of that quote is unknown, but I love it. Hello there, this is Lucy, and I'm delighted that you've tuned in to my next episode of The Highly Profitable Photographer, hoping it's helping you become highly profitable. Guess what? A special offer. If you subscribe and review on iTunes, you will earn a great big virtual hug wherever you are in the world. So thank you for doing that. In case you haven't heard, I'm a business coach for photographers as well as a photographer myself. I would love to chat about how I can help you become more prosperous and confident in your business if you need some help. I also have some news. I'm starting a coaching group in September and it's all about how to have big sales from warm leads. I would love for you to contact me at lucy at lucydumas.com and I will send you a link to have a quick chat. So I'm super, super honored to have today's guest, Andrew Helmich. He's the host of an awesome podcast called Photo Biz X. The rumor is that it's the number one photography podcast on business. Although, Andrew, I am committed to giving you a run for your money <laughs> with my podcast. I have a lot of catching up to do, <laughs> I'm sure. How many episodes have you had, Andrew? I think we're up to 320, 320 something. Wow. Think about all the lives you've changed. It's it, amazing. It still blows me away today that they're receiving the messages that I do. And all the awesome people that you have on the show. I've been on his show a few times and he asks really surprising questions. I get his guests to share motivational and practical tips that will help you grow. A few other things about Andrew. He is a wedding photographer and a portrait photographer on the central coast of NSW, Australia. What is NSW? That's New South Wales. That's one of our states. So here in California, we don't know that abbreviation, but I'm sure a lot of you listening do. He's been photographing professionally for over 20 years, and photography has allowed him and his family to have a terrific lifestyle a home, great schools for his boys, overseas holidays for most years. And who doesn't want this? So welcome, 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 Andrew. Thanks for saying yes. Thanks, Lucy. I'm looking forward to doing it. It's nice being on the other side of the microphone for a change. It's scary for me. (laughs) I have to admit that. Like, I know you're such a great interviewer that I know it's going to be super fun to actually be the one asking you questions. I'm looking forward to it. So tell me a little bit, you said you've been a wedding photographer for 20 years and I assume portrait photography as well. Yeah, I started with wedding photography and I I had a full-time job. So uh, as the, the business was growing, it was all focused around weddings. And when I realized that, uh, you know, I really wanted to make this a big part of my life, I, um, I went part-time with my full-time job and that's when we introduced more portraits. I'd already done a few, but then we really went after portraits so that um, 
you know, that we had worked during the weekend on the weekends. I, I had a mortgage. I had kids when we started the business. I had, well, I had one child at the time. And, um, you know, the expenses don't stop just because you're changing your business or changing your lifestyle. So the, the income had to be there to, to keep going to support the family. So, yeah, so it's really been both. And, and added to that, you know, I've also been shooting commercial work and uh, it's usually revolved around people, sometimes products. But weddings ha has been my primary focus for, for most of that time. Is that your favourite, all things being equal? Uh, look, I, I would say yes when I was shooting them. I'm, I'm slowing down with the weddings now. I've only got one left to shoot. But it's been 20 years. And, look, I've, I've absolutely loved shooting the weddings uh, that I have. Obviously, there's sacrifices that you make as a wedding photographer. I, you know, I miss a lot of things, uh, particularly on Saturdays with my kids and my family. But look, I, I don't, I don't begrudge any of my brides and grooms. I, I loved the fact that I was able to go in there and and photograph weddings and get paid to do it and, and shoot in a style that I wanted to. And yeah, it's been amazing. I, I would not change a thing. So, what do you love most about photographing a wedding? I don't think there's there's many. Uh, well, I guess look, it's changed now. But at the time when I started, there wasn't many other genres or any other genre where you could be paid to go in and and document someone's day to photograph people to create portraits to shoot in a, in a vision and a style that that you want to or that i wanted to uh and get paid for that it, it, it was amazing you know there was no other real way to do that. i mean since then the documentary family photography has has evolved um even even wedding photography has evolved and changed as well so there's Different styles, different um, different genres of photography uh, have evolved over that time. But when I started, the fact that someone would pay me to spend a day with them and and document their day was was amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I was a wedding junkie before I was a photographer, and so the twelve years that I did weddings almost exclusively, I was so excited to get up on a Saturday or whatever day of the week and go and get to see the, the pageantry and the beauty, the emotion and the challenge. I, I think the adrenaline is pretty fun for me. Does that, do you get like into that? I didn't really get an adrenaline rush. I still, I was still nervous uh, turning up to a wedding, you know, 20 years after I started, I still got those butterflies before I went in to see the, the guys. I generally start at the guy's place. But I think what I think the real attraction for me was was creating great images that, that couples wanted, you know, that they, were, they were happy to pay for. You know what? I think it was just the fact that I was a photographer. I mean, that it still sounds unrealistic to me when I when I tell people I'm a photographer. It's it's such a strange thing to say because uh, I don't feel overly creative. Uh, I was never artistic growing up. But I love photography. There's something about photography that really got me as soon as I started. And yeah, to, to know that I was able to forge out a living, a lifestyle, a great life through photography still amazes me. I totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> when I first got a good camera and I could see something and want to photograph it and have it show up and the way that I visioned it, it was just like, the heavens opened up just <laughs> and then when there was yes. the oh i'm going to try to making a living at this and as you i actually made it work that yes it is uh, 
thrilling. And, and I'm sure one of the reasons you have your podcast and share everything you can to help people because you want them to have that same feeling. Yeah, I, I do. I do. That, that's um, if I can help someone else achieve their goals through photography and make a living doing it, that's, that's my goal. Uh, and I know for me personally, that's without the help of others, I would never have had the business that I did. I wouldn't have had the success that I experienced. And, you know, if, if I can help shortcut that process for other photographers, you know, I'm all about that. There was a question on Facebook today about if you could do things over again, what would you do? And I stopped and thought about that and shared some things and just chatting with you now. Uh, I'd love to know that if there's two or three things that you would do differently at the start. <laughs> Look, that is such a tough question, Lucy, because, you know, I really wouldn't change anything that I did because it, otherwise I wouldn't be where I am now. Some of the things that I would, you know, maybe question is one of the things I did was I, I found and clung to uh, one particular photographer, Jerry Gahonis, in the beginning. Uh, once I saw his work, his style, um, his marketing, um, listened to the way he did business, I emulated myself and my business and my photography style on his, and it made a, a massive impact. Like it really did uh, fast track my my progress. But looking back, you know, I wish that I had it diversified a little bit more and not just focus on Jerry and his style um, because at the end of the day, there's, there's only one Jerry. So as much and as hard as I try to be like him, I'm never going to be Jerry Gahonis. I'm only ever going to be Andrew Helmich. So it, it took a long time. It, it took, you know, a, a, a long years and years before I actually realised that, which sounds silly, but I don't, I don't begrudge the fact that I, I still took that path because it did get me to where I am today. So what I hear you saying is that the sooner you can develop your own style and go within and find your own passion in your own way, the more you will stand out as that unique creative person and your business will have the, the foundation that really fits you. And at the same time that it is wise to learn from others and see what they do and um you know but eventually you know sooner rather than later be your own be your own person yes and no uh so for, so for me i i never thought of myself as a creative i, I wasn't i wasn't a born photographer I, i'm not naturally artistic but I'm very good about learn. I'm very good at learning and emulating and following along, and then interpreting what I see and being able to create something similar myself. So I could see another photographer's work in a magazine, in a book, on YouTube, on a website, uh, at a workshop, and I could take something from that and go and implement that and use it in my business. I'm very good at doing that. It, it took a long time for me to trust myself to shoot the way that I wanted to shoot. Right. But I don't think you need to be, well, I'm proof. You don't need to be artistic, creative. Uh, you don't need to have this vision. You don't need to have your own style to be successful in business. Because I found my clients just wanted great photography. They didn't know Jerry Gahonis. They didn't know um, Yervant. They didn't know Sue Bryce. You know, when I was coming, when I, when I was coming through the ranks, 
they yeah. just wanted great photography. So if my photos looked like theirs, the client doesn't know that. So it's my marketing, it's my images, whether they've been inspired by someone else or not, that the client wants and they're happy to pay for. So yeah, to me, success in business as a photographer is more about business and marketing than the photography or being the photographer that stands out amongst the crowd in regards to having your own style. I don't think that's imperative to be successful at business. So it's not that you need to have unique photography, that it's more important to have very good business skills, good marketing, good salesmanship, clear branding that is attractive and identifies you as uh, whatever level, high-end, medium-end, volume, photographer, doing that that is more important than the work being award-winning. To be successful in business, yes. I think as a photographer now, and potentially for the listener, the holy grail is to have a body of work that stands on its own and is recognisable as your own work. So, the, you know, these are the, the, the superstars in the photography industry that, you know, when we see their work, we recognise it. Um, yes, we all want to be like that. But do you need to be that or like that to be successful in business? No, no, that's when it's more about, like you said, the marketing, the advertising, the branding and, um, and being a competent photographer. Right. That, that's all you need to be successful in business. Now, that might not be enough for some photographers. Um, you know, I, I got in this because I love photography, but I also knew that I wanted to make a living from it from the start. So I was all about the business side. Linda, my wife, I mean, we worked together. She, she, she looks after the accounts. She knew how many weddings we had to book, how much profit we had to make. Uh, she knew how many portrait sessions needed to come in a week for us to pay our mortgage. And so she, she was always encouraging, but it was often about the numbers. I mean, yes, it's about the work, but we had to bring in the income, otherwise we, I couldn't continue to do it. Right. Yes, this is not a hobby. <laughs> you know, and it's a really, if it is a hobby, it's a lot of hard work as a hobby <laughs> for a wedding photographer particularly. So, yeah, I really love uh, you sharing that. I think my listeners will appreciate what you're saying. I think, I think newer people are often insecure that somehow they have to be doing a level of work that is beyond beyond. And what you said, I love it that people just want good photographs. And I would add that we're selling them back to themselves. So we have that ace in the hole that, that they're going to love it if it's of their child or their wife. And we do a nice job more than they might love. I don't know some shoe we designed or something because it's, it's their life. Yeah. Yeah. True. And, and I'd take it a step further and say it's uh, as much about the experience that we provide. So, you know, when I go and photograph a wedding or a portrait, my focus is that my clients have the, the most amazing time or day and that's what they remember. So e even if my photos aren't, uh, you know, the world's best photos, if they remind the couple of the amazing day they had or they remind the, the family of the experience they had at the beach, I'm home and hose as far as sales go, as far as the happy clients go, as far as referrals go. So that's, 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 you know, that's part of the way there to having a successful business. Right. We are totally on the same page. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah. And I think 
for me, that was always the biggest joy when I did weddings was knowing I created a great experience for them, that I was there for them hundred percent in other ways beyond uh, being in the little behind the scenes, taking pictures, but really supporting their entire day being Mm. awesome. Sounds like that's what you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. And I have heard this buzz over and over again about Andrew's system for Facebook ads. And so I'd love to know um, more about that. What What is your formula? And also some of the conversations I've had, people have been very, very successful and some not as much. And I know that there's some some strategies within there that make it work. So I'm going to be asking you, I'm going to dig a little once we get the formula for how to really make it work and to bring in the profit. So on your market set, go. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think Lucy, that you're referring to the, the Facebook ads where we run an ad looking for a particular client and we're offering a free session with a free print, uh, which is, super successful like it, it works amazingly well um there are certainly other ways to use facebook ads so i don't know if that's what you're talking about or if you're referring to the evergreen facebook ads funnels that i that i also talk about where we 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 build uh likability and trust through a facebook ad or ads and then we go on to retarget to those people once we make a connection i have a feeling you're talking about the first one am i right yes okay yeah. so so th- this, so I can't take all the credit for this. That is for sure. I got this from uh, a photography business coach, Bernie Griffiths, who's based in Australia. Uh, he, he shared this idea with me back in episode 136. So I think four years ago or something now. And uh, it still works as well today. And we, we've sort of refined the process members, PhotoBiz X members and I. Um, I've used it myself multiple times and uh, it works amazingly well. And, and to answer your question and... Uh, to give the listener a bit of an idea of what it is, you, you are very specific about the person that you're targeting. You run an ad on Facebook, um, talking to that specific person, and you are offering them a free session and a free print or a credit, a print credit. And you're offering a limited number of those sessions for a limited time. And then from there, you would take that person to a questionnaire or to a messenger bot. Uh, or to a phone call, and you weed out the freebie hunters. You're really looking for your ideal client because you're going to get a lot of people that apply or show interest that aren't necessarily your ideal client. You weed out the best ones and you offer them the free session and print uh, and then go on to make larger sales. That's that's the idea. So the, the, the premise of the strategy or the tactic is to generate leads, bookings, and then sales from your ideal clients. Okay. So how do you weed out the freebie seekers? So there's, there's a couple of ways to do that. So the, the easiest way is to take people from Facebook to a questionnaire. So let's let's stay with the wedding photography uh, example. I, if, if I know that I am not available certain days. Can we do portraits? Put, sure, sure. Okay, let's portraits. Okay. So let's say I'm a, a family portrait photographer. It's advertising to attract families is one of the most difficult things. So if anyone's going to try this in the beginning or start out with Facebook ads, it's much easier to target. Uh, you're looking to photograph kids. 
or pets rather than whole families because it's anyone that shot portraits knows it's more difficult to get a family to a session. It's much easier to get, say, mum and the kids or a pet to photograph. So you would be very specific. Let, let me refine this even more. Let's say, and we can use my first ad as an example, I advertise for kids between four and eight with their pet dog. I think that was, uh, that was the ad that I ran. So I was very specific about my target audience. And from there, you would take someone who shows interest. So a mother that has a child between four to eight and a pet dog, we would take them to a questionnaire and would ask them a few questions. Or we could take them into a messenger bot sequence. So that's an automated sequence through Facebook Messenger. Uh, or we could go straight to a phone call. So we could send them a PM and ask them, a, ask them their phone number. And you want to have a conversation, whether online or in person, uh, on the phone with the client, with a potential client, finding out, learning if they are really your ideal client and if they are interested in spending more after that session. So you would talk about the, the kids, the experience, the photos they're looking for. I would let them know what my average client, uh, sorry, what my clients would spend on average once they see their photos. So even though they're coming in for a free session, I would explain that when most families come in to see the photos, they fall in love with what they've seen and they, they usually end up spending around $1,000. Is that something you're comfortable with? You know, if I get a lot, whoa, no, 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 I'm just after the, the shoot and the free print that person is not going to be getting that free shoot and the way i would get around that is i would continue the conversation for a little bit more and then i'll say look i've had so many entries and inquiries uh, i've got you on my shortlist i'm going to come back to you if you get selected for one of the five free sessions and obviously that person's not going to be selected because they've told me they're only after the free shoot mm. so that is probably one of those keys that uh people that I have chatted with about this and my not knowing the full system that have said, well, it didn't work for me is that they probably did not pre-qualify. That's, that, that's the biggest thing, Lucy. I mean, if you, if you don't pre-qualify, you are setting yourself up for failure with, with any kind of giveaway, whether it's third-party marketing, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's a, you know, an auction, a charity auction, a giveaway, a book project, anything. So many of us portrait photographers rely on giving away a session and then making sales in the back end. But if you don't pre-qualify, you, you are setting yourself up for failure and dis discouragement and uh, a lot of sad times. So I know of somebody that did exactly that, did an event, and it was not a qualified event. It was one of those where anybody and anybody could come did a drawing and free sessions and she was so frustrated that she ended up deciding to quit <laughs> and that is not what we want it, you know she was trying to build something new a new division and um she had you know people that didn't value it people that treated her badly and in my estimation it was because it was not targeted to the right clients and the pre-qualifying question, uh, you know, not sure it, how she handled that. But yes, I totally, totally agree. So how would you pre-qualify, let's say, a charity event? If you were doing... Well, 
you can, well, it depends on the charity events. So if you're if you're auctioning off, say, a, a portrait session and a and a large uh, print, for example, you know, which we have done in the past, then you want to make sure that you're aligning yourself with the right events. You know, where where people that are attending that event have had to pay to go to the event, that you know that uh, there's a good chance that they have a good income, an expendable income, that they're from an area where or or a a socioeconomic region where it's likely they're going to be a good client. Right. So is there, so tell me more about our, I guess, Bernie style ad. I've heard it called that, but I call it the Andy yes. style ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what else is important in there? Starting from the top, the headline is the most important thing. Well, I guess that's that's equally as important as the the photo or the video to catch someone's attention. So you you need a photo or a video uh, inside the, or as part of your ad to stop people scrolling in their feed. Because if they don't stop and read your ad, then you you failed even before you started. So you know you, whether it's a black and white image, whether it's a, something funny, whether it's striking, whether it's um, vibrant in color, it's got to have something about it to stop your ideal target client in their feed. They need to stop and read your ad. And usually it's, it's an image that's going to stop them. Once they stop, it, it, then it's all about the headline. And that headline has to be very clear about who you are looking to attract. And the more specific you can be, the better it is. You know, like I said, I was targeting kids aged between four and eight with their pet dog. Uh, and ideally, you want to be pushing away, repelling anyone that doesn't fit your ideal target audience for this specific ad. And this is one thing where, where photographers are so scared to do. We're, we're so scared to not try to appeal to everyone uh, where it just doesn't work. The more specific you can be, the more effective your ad will be. Right. How do you get over that fear? Test it. Try it. So if be hyper-specific in one of your ads and see what kind of results you get. I mean, advertising on Facebook is so cheap. It's so accessible. You know, you run your ad for four to seven days, let's say seven days. If it doesn't work, well, that's it. You stop it, you run, a, run another one. Ch run with a new headline, be more specific, change one of your, change your photo uh, and go again. Yeah, I used to spend $1,000 a month advertising in the Yellow Pages and a parent <laughs> magazine. It actually got me work. The sad thing is then I didn't force myself to be a better marketer. So it, it held me back some from, from the potential at the time. But yeah, print ads, very expensive. Facebook ads, you know, how much could I get for $1,000 a month on Facebook mm. ads? A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Okay. Any other? So questionnaire or a phone call or a Facebook messenger bot once they reply. Yes, yeah, so that's more advanced. So really, really the first thing is get your, get your photo sorted out, get your headline uh, hyper-specific and be very clear about who you're after. So let people know who you are after. Then you need to have a reason on why you're giving away these free sessions. So, and, and the idea here is to be 100% transparent, be honest. Are you looking to add to your portfolio? Do you want to try some new locations? Do you, do you want to test some new techniques? Have you got some new camera gear you want to try? Um, 
Do you want to add to your existing portfolio? Are you looking to move into a new genre? Be, be truthful, so just, but have a reason why you're giving away these free shoes. Okay. And then keep it simple. Kids or pets or kids with pets or. Yeah, but even more specific. So, you know, tell me the age of the kids that you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, tell me exactly what breed of dog you're looking for. Uh, large dogs, small dogs, schnauzers, great danes. Like be like when I say be specific, I really mean be specific. It, it sounds ridiculous and it sounds scary, but that's the way these ads work. So my favorite two ages of children to photograph are eight to nine month old and four to five. So right. that's a great way to just always get to photograph the easy. <laughs> the yeah. Those are what I call the sit and stays. Those the <laughs> yes. eight, eight to 10 months, you know, Six months, they're not solid enough. At one year, they they get independent, but that sit and stay age is so much fun. And then the four to five year old, when they're in the land of enchantment, while they still have their teeth, so huh, maybe I'll try one of those with both of those ages. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, so a headline for you, Lucy, would be wanted uh, kids age between uh, did you say eight to ten months who are sitting up. Uh, not yet walking, have great personality, beautiful big eyes, and love to get up to mischief. You know, something like that. So you, you are speaking to the mother of that child. I like it. So is there, I know this is a much longer conversation about than how to uh, turn this into good sales. Is there mm-hmm. a couple things you can say about, you know, once they're pre-qualified, you do an amazing session. Uh, what kind of suggestions do you have? In well, I guess it really comes back to the photographer that's that's putting this into action. So I know that you're all about, uh, you're all about IPS. Yeah. Uh, look, this works equally effectively for a photographer that does uh, you know online sales of digital files. Okay. So it's really up to the photographer. So for me personally, when I run these ads, you know, I talk about the process. So what I talk about, and I'm focusing on the session at this stage. Um, we also talk about what they're looking to get from the photos. Is it something for the wall? Are you thinking of an album? And these are all little things I can drop in to find out if there's any warning signs. If, if the person on the phone then says, oh, no, 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 we're just after the free shoot, then bang, that's them out of the, out of the system. I'm gonna be cutting them away and I won't be photographing them. But if they tell me, yeah, we'd love to get something for the dining room. We have an, we have an old family photo we need to up date we haven't had something like this done in the last four years the kids have grown up so much like this is all sounding very very good i'll talk about the process and what happens after the shoot so we'll get you back into the studio we'll show you all the photos so i'll say tanil who's our studio assistant she does all our sales tanil will take you through a slideshow of all the photos that i've taken on the day and then you'll be able to pick your your free print or use your credit and then we'll work with you or tanil will to, to find something for your home. And uh, you, can, you can obviously spend as much or as little as you want. But in our experience, when families see their photos, they fall in love with them. And on average, they spend $1,000 or more. So you said your credit. Um, do you collect any positive so, reservation? Deposit? I don't. I don't. But that's a really good point because... Some photographers that use this tactic 
have had uh, a lot of no-shows, people just not turning up to, to shoot. Uh, I, don't, I don't face that same trouble in my area, but what we do is once we confirm the shoot uh, location and time and date, is we will send an email confirming that, and then we also send an SMS uh, the day before to confirm the shoot, What's the location and the time, and we ask for a reply. They have to reply yes to that SMS. What's if they S don't reply, sorry? SMS. S uh, text message. Okay. Sorry, text <laughs> message. And if they don't reply, we'll follow up with another text message. Uh, because if, if we don't get an answer to that text message, I'm not showing up on location for the shoot. And, and we have associate shooters as well. So we pay them to turn up to a shoot whether or not the client does. So I'm not, I don't want to pay them and send them to a shoot when the client doesn't turn up. So I'm, the client must respond to that text message for us to, tell, uh, for us to turn up uh, on location. Okay. So I find with the, because I give certificates and other complimentary sessions are a big way that I, that I get business as well. And part of my pre-qualifying is to ask for a refundable deposit. And if they're not willing or able to do that, oh, I need to borrow it from my mother or, you know, <laughs> they're not comfortable with that, then I know also that they are most likely not my ideal clients. Because my ideal clients go, oh, sure, I understand. Mm -hmm. And that is refundable when they come to see and select their gift portrait. Because I also have people who, you know, show up for the session, but then they never come in and see the work. So they have to, they have to do that. And then if they want it, I say I will cheerfully refund it if they want their gift print. You know, no, no pressure. So for me, that's one of the pre-qualifying activities that I do. So just a yeah. little. There's a bunch of listeners who, who are using this tactic to do the same thing. So they've had no show. So they'll charge a $50 uh, fee that can be applied to as a credit to any purchases. Some photographers that I know, they do that just for weekend shoots because that's the busy day. That's the day they really want to be booking out, particularly if it's a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, they, they take a, a booking fee, refundable booking fee, on a Saturday uh, Saturday session, but not the weekday. So it depends on the on the photographer. Right, and I like to do it just high enough that people who really have zero extra income would mm. be a little uncomfortable parting with a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. Seems to work for me, but yeah, try, good idea. We try everything and see what works. <laughs> Absolutely. So, is there any other missing component to that? Yes, uh, there is a couple. So you've got your reason. So you also need to add some scarcity. So you would say that you're only offering five sessions. Five, five seems to be the magic number. Okay. Uh, and, and what happens is you, if you do this correctly, you generally get a lot more inquiries than five. So you get to pick and choose. And of course, you can give away more than five sessions. I, <laughs> I did 23 shoots from the first time I did this ad for the kids and the pet dog. So even though I was only offering five sessions, I booked 23 sessions from that ad. So within the Facebook ads, I assume you can target certain neighborhoods, yes. you know, get people from Cleveland, Ohio, seeing your posts. So is that tricky? In no, no. So, once, so what you would do is you create your ad uh, onto your Facebook page. So it appears on your timeline, on your business page. 
And then you go into ads manager and you create an ad from that post. And you can be, again, you can be very specific with Facebook in regards to location targeting, uh, gender, age group, whether or not they've got kids, what their interests are. But in my experience, it's better not to be too specific and too strategic with your targeting inside Facebook and let the ad copy do the heavy lifting. So let your ad stand on its own, go out to a slightly wider audience than what you might normally do when you're running Facebook ads and let the ad do the work. Okay. Uh, so I think you had one other key component. Yes. So you have your, your hook, your first hook, which is scarcity, the five sessions. And you also want to have a second hook, which is an incentive. And that incentive is you need to say that these shoots are free uh, and that it includes a complimentary print or uh, it could be a print credit. But you, again, you want to be very clear what the client gets or the potential client gets. Okay. Uh, and then following that, you need to have a link to your questionnaire. I mean, the beauty of Facebook ads now is once someone comments, so you can ask for comments as well, but you have to be careful how you do that. But if someone comments on your ad, you can then PM them and then you can take the conversation further, whether that's to email, to a phone call, send them to a questionnaire, initiate a messenger bot. So it depends how, uh, how advanced you want to get with your follow-up strategy. But that's, that's really the crux of it. Yeah. Do you have a program that people can buy or go to or read? Yeah, or? absolutely. There's a Facebook ads course, but I would suggest if someone is brand new to Facebook ads, if they listen to episode 136 of the podcast, that's photobizx.com forward slash 136, they can listen to the very first interview I did on this where I created my ad on the fly in the interview. And that's the one I booked 23 shoots from. Uh, from there, if they want to purchase a course, there's a course available. But, uh, you know, you don't need to spend money straight away to get started with something like this and put it to the test. Okay. But I firm believer that you want all the details because one missed part of the program and the whole thing will be an exercise in frustration. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's true. So I think um, what we talked about, Lucy, was giving your listeners uh, a copy of my book on third-party marketing. But seeing we're talking so much about Facebook ads, I've got a, a Facebook ad promo cheat sheet. So I might make that available to your listeners uh, oh. instead. That might be a better option. Okay. Um, how would they get that? Let's, let's go, how about if they go to photobizx.com forward slash cheat sheet. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> We're making this up on the fly, but I'll, I'll make that happen. <laughs> I like okay. The evergreen Facebook ad funnels. Can you introduce that idea to my list? Uh, we, we, we can touch on that if you want to. Sure. Sure. Okay. So the Facebook ads funnels is, is a different approach to using Facebook ads and this, this one's a little bit scary for some photographers, but it's all about building likability and trust. So you, and, and the, the easiest way to do this, which is also the scariest, yeah. <laughs> is to start recording Facebook lives and sharing your best tips. You know, the, the best advice, the best tips, the best information that you normally give your clients. So share that through Facebook lives. If the idea of a Facebook Live really, really scares you, you can record a video and upload it to Facebook. Um, but you want, the, you want to get some video out there because it's quick and easy to share what you know. Mm -hmm. And you're talking to your ideal clients, again, with this information. So 
and then and then the next stage or next part is if someone interacts or resonates or connects with the content that you're sharing they will watch those videos from there you build an audience based on the people who watch or interact with your video or your which which can become your ad as well and then you go on to retarget them so you go on to serve additional ads where you build more likability more trust create offers and stay in front of them so you're basically following them around the internet or facebook so your name keeps coming up keeps popping up and the idea is that um, they book you how do you follow them around that's by having the facebook pixel installed on your website and also through retargeting. So let's say, let's say I record a, a Facebook Live sharing um, the best wet weather locations in Terrigal, so where I live, for couples getting married in the local area. So that would be some really good advice that I would normally only share with my clients. But I'm going to put that down in, out there on a Facebook Live. And I don't expect a lot of people to be watching that video while I record it, but it's, it's all done in three to four minutes. You know, uh, once I've done that, I can then turn that Facebook Live into an ad and send that ad out to all engaged couples in my local area. So let's say now uh, uh, one of the girls who lives local, an engaged girl who lives local, watches that video. If she watches a percentage or a part of the video or all of it, then I can build an audience based on her viewing habits. So the fact that she watched or engaged with my video, she gets added to an audience. And now I can create new ads, a series of ads that, that she will see. And I can set that to go out to her over the next 14 days, 30 days, while, she, while I know that she's actively looking for a photographer. So she's going to see impact images, my face, my photos, testimonials about me and my business. Uh, showing up in her Facebook feed over the next 30 days. Like I'm going to be seeing um, gold geometric blankets for the next 30 days because I was searching for those. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, you know, you go to Amazon, you look at uh, a pair of shoes or a book or something. Next thing you're seeing ads for those shoes and the books for the next, next week. So this is a program called Facebook Pixel that you can install? If you have a Facebook ads account, you can download the pixel code. So any, this is available for free to anyone. Uh, and this is the simplest way to do this or to experiment with this would be to install the pixel onto your website. And if you have a WordPress website, you can use a plugin. You can speak to your web developer. If you have a Squarespace site, there's an area to add your pixel code there. And then once you have the pixel installed on your website, if you go into your ads manager in Facebook, there's an area in there for building or creating audiences, custom audiences. And you can create an audience based on the people who visit your website. And then I can create ads that only go to those people. So for you, Lucy, let's say someone comes to your uh, portrait pricing page, you know that they're, they're pretty serious. You know, they've had a look around your website if you do have a portrait pricing page. What you can do is now that they've been to your website, you have the pixel installed, that person has been tagged. You can now serve that person a series of ads over the coming weeks or months, mm. all because they came to your website. Wow. It's really, really simple. Wow. Andrew, I've been taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to my podcast again and take more notes. because <laughs> This is some juicy, practical, good, usable information. So, Good. One, one little tip with that, Lucy, for, so for you or for the listener who, who wants to give this a try 
is when you're setting up your retargeting ads. So this is ads going out to people that have been to your website based on the audience that you've created because of uh, website visitors. You don't want to target people that have only visited your homepage. Okay. Because there's a good chance someone's been to your homepage. It wasn't, you weren't the right photographer for them, or maybe it was the, not what they were looking for. So they go back to Google and it wouldn't make any sense to serve that person ads because when they got to your website, they realized it wasn't the right thing for them. So they've left. We don't want to spend money uh, sending them ads. So if they've come to your website and then gone to your gallery or your pricing page or an information page or your contact page, that's a different story. We know they're interested. We want to follow up with them. We want to serve them additional ads. Do you do this with your podcast? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I do. Well, of course you should. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so if someone's been to my, say, membership trial page, which is the, the, the dollar membership, I know that they're interested. So they're going to see follow-up ads from, from me and they're going to be video ads talking a little bit more about the membership. But they're also, if they sign up and become a member, they're not going to see those ads because <laughs> I can also create an audience of people to exclude. So I know if someone's booked me as their photographer, I don't want to be sending them special prices or special offers because they've already booked me. Right. So they won't see those ads. Got it. Brilliant. Awesome. So I love to ask my guests to define either profitability or success. So can you pick one and share your success? Success is interesting, I reckon. And what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? Define success? Yes. And possibly not uh, just about money in the bank oh yeah well it's it's absolutely that that was definitely not going to be my answer because it to me it's life is uh about so much more than money and and uh so is success so for me uh success is being able to live the the lifestyle that i want so that's all the things you mentioned in that intro was you know being able to send my kids to a good school to be able to pay off my house to go on holidays um as often as i can or want to to live and lead a great life. That's success. So you would consider yourself successful, I'm hearing. Hugely. Yes. <laughs> I don't have, the only boss I have is Linda. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um, yep. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to go to, to France to go and watch the Tour de France. And, uh, and then Linda's going to come and join me. We're going to spend some time in Europe. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's success. Life is good. So I had posted on, on the Photo Biz X a question of what people would like me to ask you. Uh-oh. <laughs> and one that I liked was, what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, goodness. The best advice. Wow. I, I think in general terms, if we're not talking purely about business, it's to treat other people as you'd like to be treated. And uh, look, I apply that to my business uh, and, I, and I try and live by that. And I think if I can do that, then, yeah, I, I can't go too far wrong. Great. I agree with that. <laughs> so how can we get in touch with you, Andrew? The easiest place to find me and the podcasts and anything we've talked about today is over at photobizx.com. So it's P-H-O-T-O-B-I-Z-X, which stands for Photography Business Exposed. So photobizx.com. And there you'll find links to the podcast, interviews with people like you, Lucy, who shared some amazing stuff, Facebook ads. Yeah, it's all there. And so your special offer again, they go to? Uh, photobizx.com forward slash cheat sheet. Fantastic. 
And uh, if they go there, they'll be able to add their email address and I'll be able to email them a PDF, which is the, the cheat sheet for the Facebook ads if they want to give this a go awesome. and uh, try it out for themselves. So, Andrew, thank you so, so much. I have loved this conversation and I know my listeners have as well. To summarize a few things that I've learned is that the Facebook ads can be wonderful ways to uh, get some quick start, quick income, grow your business. It's important to be specific. It's important to pre-qualify your leads in several ways. You need a great title. You need a catchy photograph um, and so much more. And, and then the Facebook ad funnels. That was very enlightening to me to understand why I'm going to see those gold geometric sh- blankets <laughs> for a while <laughs> is that that was all set up potentially through Facebook. And and then the wedding uh, conversation, uh, love knowing that we've been on the same page with that and how we both love providing a great experience and a, having those relationships and the challenge and the joy of creating wonderful photographs, I would say under fire because <laughs> weddings are so boom, boom. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah, so I know that my listeners are actually going to listen to this more than once with a pad and paper. If they don't, I highly recommend it. And I would love to hear from you, dear audience, with questions or comments. Remember that I have a group program starting in September. And if you want more info on that, just send me an email and we can, I can send you a link for a quick conversation. Thank you all. And thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Lucy. It's been a pleasure. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.